All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Cofield and Company. Willie's here. Willie Ramirez. Come on, is here. Finley Toyota Studios. You know, I just texted John Von Tobel that we stayed away from certain topics that could be incendiary on the show. Because uh, we can only, like, your mom has laid the smackdown, Willie. Uh, I and the rest of the crew can only yell at you so much, and then you start yelling at us, and then it's just Armageddon in here. So I'm trying to pick spots, okay? So we have a topic we'll have to hit down the road. This one, I'm wondering what your reaction is going to be. Because we watch a lot of TV on this show, and especially during the summer, there's a little more time to watch TV. I think we've gotten you into TV a little more because you're, you know, keep up with the Joneses, right? I watch a lot of TV. That's my chill time, and I work a little bit while I'm watching it, so I try to watch a lot of different series. A lot of stuff to get to still. But last week, we opened the discussion about the idol oh. on, I don't know what it's, what is it, the Max, HBO, whatever they call it, right? Yeah, Max. HBO Max. Um, now it's just Max. You do know it had a very short life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Demond, Uncle, Paul, Uncle Paul has texted me oh, really? about it. Yes. Did he like it? Hated it. Said it's horrible. Said it's brutal. But, but you still watch it. You're still watching it. You started it. I start. He texted me after the after I, I texted him before I left my house. Yeah. I watched it. Doing Is this what you do with Uncle Paul? You're like, hey, did you watch this show? No. I te- I kind of like that relationship. I watched the. I I watched. I was told to watch it. So I, I started it today at at the gym, and then finished it when I got home. Because I didn't have time. Sure. Anyway. I got ready for the show, and I texted him, hey, checking in, seeing how everything's going yeah. before he goes on tour, blah, 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 blah. By the way, what's up with this show? Oh. Crazy storylines. Are you kidding me? And he texted back, worst ever. And then I texted something back, <laughs> and then he went into this whole thing. Um, let me see where the, what the, the exact words is. Porno up the A should have never been greenlit oh from the beginning. God. Total flop. This is your 81-year-old uncle, famous uncle, Didn't Paul, like it. Paul Anka. First of all, I think it's incredible. Like, I don't know that I would ask my mother, who is 79 going on 80. I mean, we're, we're pretty filthy when we talk to each other. Not like creepy filthy, but a lot of F-bombs that we both start getting worked up. But I don't, I don't think I would lean. I don't know. Would you ask? What does that got to do with my mom? I was talking about Uncle Paul at 81. Oh, oh, I'm Uncle saying Paul. my mom's 79. I don't think I would, like, hey, did you watch this? Just because of the nature of the show, Damon brought it up last week, and he friggin' body slammed the show. Oh, like, back, okay. like backbreaker across his knee. Oh, yeah, I'm right there. He, Uncle he Paul crushed it. Number one fan of his now. Yes. He, got, he just got a new number one <laughs> fan, especially with the porno line. Because I said I'm Sam Levinson. If you just want to make softcore porn, bro, nobody would judge him. If he said, hey, man, I'm a great director, you know, Euphoria's great and stuff, but my real passion is filming women naked. Yes. Buddy, just do that. Yes. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. Because I've only gotten through one episode. That was today. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Why? If, if it's so no, bad. No, no, no. Keep going. Because you, you might like it. There's, oh. Listen, uh, three no. weeks ago. Because uh, episode one, it doesn't come across as porn. Anyway, other than, other than the picture that was put out, what, the stair, the staircase thing? She's topless like half the episode. That's not porn. He loves the female uh, body. Send it back Let's to Uncle Paul. Then. I don't know. Argue with Uncle Paul. I thought it. I thought it was <laughs> I a little. There were, there were a lot of. Like I said on Friday, there were a lot of boobs, and I, I'm like, I'm in on most of those types of shows. But even I was like, come on, we gotta let's get a story going here. But here's the thing: I didn't watch the whole thing, and Demond saying it sucks. 
actually will have me back on the show. Now that you're watching it, I'm going to watch it. Because I don't, I don't listen to everyone else who says a show is good or bad. Uh, Black Mirror is on, right? And Xavier Pope about a month ago was ranking all the different episodes. And the one that he said was the worst, I, I watched. Here's and, the, and I watched it, and I liked it. Here's the scary thing. I thought for it was good. Here's the scary thing for both of you, and I guess I'm assuming Adam and JVT, if this was a topic across Hill, last right, week. Not Candy. Okay. Adam Hill, yeah. Um, the person that recommended it, and his reasoning was because he knows me so well and all the tales that I've told that I would really? be able to relate to a lot of was Jordan. Your son, okay. Yeah. All right. He go. He said, "Pops, I have a feeling that you're going to put yourself right into a lot of these storylines with everything that you've done back in the '80s." Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Now, now, can... now I'm intrigued because Demond's talking porn, Uncle Paul's talking porn. It got slammed by the company, and George's like, "Pops, this is right up your alley." Did you try alley. to lead a cult in the '80s? Did I what? Did you try, you try to lead no. a cult? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. And I want to be more open. A, a cult I, of strippers. I uh, <laughs> I critique the looks. Of the weekend last week, I want to be more open to his look and his acting. I want to give him a chance. The look didn't bother me so much. It is the bad acting. There's just the one clip. I'm not spoiling anything, but there's just like the one clip online of, let me catch you looking at her again. Let me catch you looking at her again. I'll, curse, I'll, I'll yeah, drag you he, up and down he, he does need, that, That's one thing I did take from episode one is like the acting is a little. Uh, but, uh, the, where, the, with the rat tail. Didn't they say something about a rat tail? Yeah. Like Jordan, because uh, I had long hair back. So oh. I don't know. He just he he says it. He says that I'm going to relate to a lot of the situations, a lot of the storylines, and a lot of this just the situational. All right. So I'm gonna now now I'm now I'm here's the thing. I put on the uh, I tweeted. Is it been is this binge worthy? Because I'm intrigued by what he told me, what Jordan told me. So now I don't know if I can get because because the plan was every day this week watch it during cardio. To keep me sitting there on the on the on the elliptical, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it now. I'm just so curious about the life that you've lived. If you're like 50 percent of that show, I relate to. I need the Willie Ramirez no tell problem. a story. We talk no about problem. it all the time. No He's problem. a lunatic. Yeah, no um, problem. Well, I used to be. And this is your thing, right? This is, you work out usually. You said you're doing cardio, so what are you running? Elliptical. elliptical. What I do is I do a 10 right. to, a 15 to 20 minute warm up, mm-hmm. and I watch whatever show I'm watching. Then I go lift, and then I finish cardio by finishing the show that I'm that I started. So the episode keeps me, you know, so it keeps if, me there. If I'm at the gym, am I going to look at you during the show and go, "Bro, can you quadruple bag the shorts and the underwear, please?" Like, calm down. That ain't going to happen. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't know. I don't get. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on I'm here. I'm not getting aroused by watching wanna, a television okay, show. That ain't happening. I don't know. You know, supplements, all this stuff. You, you know, get fired up. Nah. I don't know. Okay. Just making sure. TRT. That's all. I. That's all, right. all I. So my, running through my veins. Speaking of bad acting, watch this segue. That A's hearing, I think, had a lot of bad actors saying things that maybe they shouldn't have said. Do you remember when assembly people, senators, the state of Nevada were asking some of the experts on the side of the A's, Willie, some detailed questions? And nothing against the guy, but I thought it was really interesting. And I, my interest was piqued. And if I lived in Reno, I'd be like, okay, all right. Steve Hill, who was you know repping the A's and repping the LBCBA, Said that the A's, before a stadium is built here, if they need a temporary home, they could play in Reno. They could play in Reno. 
Well, according to uh, Akers over at the paper, well, there's been no conversation yet between the A's and anyone in Reno, including the mayor who went on the record and said they haven't called us. Did he just make that up? Because I do think it's an intriguing – like, I jumped in. I thought that was a good topic where it's like, hey, if I'm up north, Clark County can do whatever it wants with this money. But now you're taking my money and future tax revenue from Vegas that comes to us in the north. You're giving them a discount. Yeah, we want something for it up here. And, yes, a season or a half season of the A's at their baseball stadium, that would be cool. That would be some nice revenue. That would be good for tourism. So what do you think is happening here? The A's are just kind of behind and just kind of slow on this? Or is everything now on hold with the A's because they're waiting for baseball to say yes? Well, first of all, with Steve Hill, what I want to know is when he said that, was he just making it a conversational piece like as if we if, if I sent something over in the rundown? Like, let's say there was a story. It was like, so where will the A's play while they're waiting? And, and in the rundown it said – and then we, we put a top five list, we, right. and we included right. Reno. Yes. Did he just say that conversational? I hope not. He's not doing a radio show. No, but he may <laughs> have just said it conversational. You're testifying at a hearing that's going to give them over a billion dollars. I'm not mocking on you. No, I but get you it. just don't throw stuff. because You don't throw it out flippantly, because that was another weird thing during the hearings. They had a whole list of events besides baseball that could be at the new A's ballpark right. at the Tropicana. And, and so, like one of it was XFL, and it's like, is the league going to be around in 2028? Um, others were uh, WWE events would be there, and I started, I started uh, messaging all my friends who cover wrestling, and I'm like, "Wait, is WWE going to come to Vegas and do an outdoor event, or, or an event with a half roof?" All right. And they were like, "No, we've never like there's no agreement." Like he just threw stuff like, "Maybe it wasn't maybe these are events that could be there." Like, okay, well you may want to ask them or see if a league is interested. It was just they were just trying to build a case to titillate and overcome yeah. all the other objections like look at you know what events could be here. I just thought it was I thought it was really weird and now the next part is the A's are going to wait on Major League Baseball did you see who's in the uh, relocation committee because I can't memorize it here it is um, the committee that will review the A's application includes the Philly CEO John Middleton Kansas City Royal CEO John Sherman and Milwaukee Brewers chairman Mark Adonazio do you have any Phillies, Royals, Brewers? Do you have any any inkling? Let's let's do a educated guess here. How do you think those three teams will look at this relocation? And by the way, relocation fee or no relocation fee? Because that's probably the biggest thing in this whole mix. What do you think? Like how would a how would the Phillies owner look at this? Well, for the first thing I I, I looked down to double check was NLAL. So there's only one American League team. There's two the very teams. A's, the very A's like Royals, who are really right. dueling Oakland hard for a record-setting terrible How, number. That, my question is, who came up with the committee? I have no idea. Did they, they did. volunteer? Was they was it assigned? Did, uh, it's your turn. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, my attitude if I if I own the Phillies or was you know directly tied to Phillies ownership, um, one, I want a relocation fee because I want my cut of that, and two, I also want a very loose guarantee that. The rev share money that I send to the league, you're going to spend it. When you move to Vegas, spend the money on some players. Yeah. You're just pocketing our money. Uh, the Royals, I think the Royals owner will be all over this deal and go, yep. Because then the Royals can go to they Missouri and Kansas and go, oh, look at this deal they got. Right. 
we want that, and we want a new stadium. And then on the Brewers, I'll be honest, I have no idea. I think the Brewers are a shining example. Actually, the Brewers should be mad at the A's. The Brewers are a shining example of how a mid-sized market team can be responsible with money but still spend a good amount and field a good franchise. The Brewers have turned into a good franchise. Wasn't it? Amazing, right, that the, the commissioner of baseball owned the Brewers, the daughter takes it over, and eventually it's moved on, and the Brewers have been competitive without sealing around. Was it Manfred that said, remind me again, was it Manfred that said you don't have to pay a relocation fee? I don't think he's gone on the record saying that, no. Well, who it's was not, it that said there was they, 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 There's been chatter would, about that. You wouldn't that. have to pay something. I thought it was baseball, but that's just not good. But, yeah, I, the Royals are the one that, that's intriguing because they're, they're somewhat in the same boat stature-wise, and they definitely could use it to their advantage. Be, I'm just curious. What, what I want to know is how, how it's been. the committee was chosen, why those people, did they deem them to be neutral? Did they deem them to be, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Is anyone neutral? Really? No. Maybe yeah. they're in Rob's pocket. They all have, they all have their own agenda. Every one of them. I also wonder how much power uh, Bobby Manfred has in this whole thing because I'm guessing he has a lot less than we think. And owners are going to vote the way they want. And if I if this isn't a this isn't an anti A's thing because it would be the same for the Rays, a, a, a organization I'd much rather have here as a team moving to Vegas. Hey, if you're going to move and you're walking into this great deal, why are we giving you a discount? Pay the relocation fee. Sorry. Hey, I want my share. Well, why are we why are we giving the A's a free break? Because bottom line is, if I were an owner, I'd, I'd look at John Fisher and go, "Listen, bro, we know what you've been doing. You've been taking our money and pocketing it. Secondly, listen, we're all rich. We all take a little risk when we buy the team. Not to be mean, but if you ain't rich enough to own a team, get out. Get out. I'm not cutting you a break, a discount. Why? Why would they give him a discount? Or is the or is the value? of what Nevada and Vegas have done for the A's, which could be uh, you know, a upfront money of 380 and then tax savings down the road that push this deal beyond about a billion and a half dollar deal for Fisher. Is it, is it such a good standard to set, the, you know, the new bar to set, that it's going to help everyone in baseball down the road? So they're like, you know, we'll take it in the shorts here. This is going to help us so much. Kind of like the Raiders deal did. The Raiders deal from Nevada was the best deal in the history of the NFL when it comes to public money. And since then, the Bills have come up and said, hey, let's get some public money from New York. Hey, Tennessee, Titans, public money. They both blew past a billion dollars. Right? You, you set a standard, and then next time something like this comes up, someone needs a stadium. Now we just, we just, we just kind of screwed all the other markets again if this goes through. That's fine, but I agree. They need to have a relocation fee. And to your point about does uh, about how much say does Bobby Manfred say, we say this all the time. We've said it all the time when it comes to commissioners. When it comes down to it, the owners, they work for the owners. So if the owners say what they, you know, if they determine what they want to determine and they, and they say, no, we're for this, they're pushing, they're pushing his button. End of story. So... Three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. Caller seven. These are tickets. Uh, your chance to win them before you can buy them. Dita Vontis has a brand new Vegas residency. It's Dita Las Vegas, a uh, jubilant burlesque review. It opens this October 
in the Jubilee Theater at the Horseshoe. Newly branded, or rebranded, Horseshoe. So Dita, Las Vegas, burlesque review. The tickets go on sale Thursday, this Thursday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. But Damon is the man. He's going to hook you up. Call her 7364-1100. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. We're about 40 minutes away from joining the Home Run Derby in progress. So we'll get you some updates on what's going on in Seattle. Willie, Cofield, Damon. So we're just past the halfway point in the baseball season. And I announced last week, I was like, okay, we're going to get our baseball talking now. And then we're, we're going to hit it a little bit in you know, August, September and October. But the way this market's changed and how big football is, college football and NFL, baseball is a tough time competing for real topic space on a lot of sports talk radio shows. And that's why niche podcasts are where it's at. If you love sports like baseball, I'm not trying to push audience away from Cofield and company because we, we love baseball in a lot of ways, but a lot of it's gambling and fantasy baseball. We follow it. We follow it. But I also don't want to sit here and scream about recurring themes. And I'll admit, I'm a little impatient with baseball and change moving forward. And what change is, is competitive balance. And I don't mean the competitive balance that most old heads who cover baseball complain about because they will bitch and moan about lack of competition from certain markets, but they don't tell the truth. And the truth is the markets that are not competitive have chosen not to be competitive because there's plenty of money with a national TV deal and rev sharing for every team in Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. even the Oakland A's, but the guy doesn't have any money. Every team can field, so he says. Every team can field $120 million payroll mm-hmm. and not have 35 not have 60 and automatically tell your fans we're not going to compete, which is a terrible business model. Unless you're trying to tank for a move or unless you're trying to tank for some reason to lower debt on contracts and sell the team. What I've seen this year, Mm. I'm pretty pleased with in terms of competitive balance. I think baseball should be excited about it. It's got a blend of traditional powers and markets that haven't been playing real good baseball consistently for the last 10 years. So I like what's going on so far. And just because the Dodgers spend a ton of money, just because the Yankees and the Red Sox spend a good amount of money does that does not mean they're going to be, you know, 18 games above 500 at the break and you're saying it. And teams that have been building are starting to break through. Like Cincinnati and Arizona are really good stories. Great storylines. Yep. And the Red Zoners kind of a creep because at the beginning of the season he's like, "We're going to do it our way and the only way we're going to do it the way other organizations do is to move from the market." Like don't threaten us. Right. Don't threaten us with that nonsense. Yeah. Because as I mentioned earlier, Milwaukee is a similar size market. Minnesota is not a similar size market. Um, it's a big market, but their old owner, uh, I can't even remember his real name now because I've called him Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life for so long, you know, just a stingy miser, right? Uh, Minnesota, the kids actually spend money. Polad's kids actually spend money, and they do a good job, even though they're not looked at as a, as a big market. So I, I like it right now, and I think one of the best storylines for the next two, three weeks is to see – if the Angels can pull their act together, if they can pull their act together, and if not, let's actually hold the act together without Mike Trout. If they can't do it here for about the next three weeks and they start to sink badly, Von Tobel, who is an Angels fan, one of our regulars, John Von Tobel, 
made the case that Otani could stay in Orange County with the Angels because he's comfortable. Because who wants to move? And especially an international player, who wants to move? I don't think that'll be enough. I think there's going to be so much money from certain teams that he's going to leave. But that doesn't mean that the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants, maybe the four most likely teams to go and spend $500 million on this guy, that doesn't mean in a trade for the rest of the season that they have to be the teams that get him. So a lot of these teams that haven't won in a while, go get them. You know, I, I'm not asking for organizations to give up like their top four prospects, but if it's affordable, go get Otani and try to win a World Series. Isn't that the goal? And then turn around and ship him to one of those places. Well, you, you wouldn't said. be able to ship him. He's a free agent. That's the whole point. The Angels are looking at a free agent situation, and they're like, hey, do we keep him and let him finish out the season? Maybe we make the dance floor and route you know, early in the playoffs. No, what I'm if saying, they don't believe they can sign him, he's going to leave the Angels for nothing. Right. So what I'm saying is the team that goes and gets him, yeah. you're talking about for the rest of the season, right. or and then he'll so, end up with one of those other – He's p- a rental player. Yeah. He's a rental player. So he's the, a rental. The, the teams I personally, the, the, yeah. from the list you sent, yeah. I would love to see him go to the Orioles. So I put together a list of teams that haven't won a World Series in a long time or have never won a World Series. Um, in Texas, the Rangers are 0 for 51 in winning a World Series. Right? <laughs> Cleveland's last title was 1948. I'm talking about winning a World Series. Right. Not getting there. Tampa Bay's never won a World Series in 25 years. Toronto, 93. Baltimore, 83. Cincinnati, 90. The Marlins, believe it or not, the Marlins actually won two World Series, like right out of the gates of their existence, and so did Arizona. So the last Marlins World Series was 2003, and Zona is 2001. Why can't any of these teams go? They're going to get on the dance floor. There is no unbelievable powerhouse in baseball. Go get Otani. Win a World Series. He's the, he's the greatest player who could ever be available at a trade deadline. And you can't argue with me. Everyone listening right now in Las Vegas, give me the last player available at a trade deadline who walks in and is your number one pitcher and your best power hitter. Right. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Don't say Babe Ruth because there was no trade deadline. I like the Orioles simply because you you mentioned the storylines at the top of this. You said, you know, we we now have storylines with some teams that are doing some good things. Like, I enjoyed the Orioles-Yankees series recently, right? And Hmm. what they're doing – Yankees fans didn't. No. (laughs) But you bring in a guy like that to the AL East. That's – I mean, in reality, and you you put the Blue Jays in here too, um, or and the Rays. But that's a division where you need both of those things right now for this last run after the All-Star break. And he it's already American League. He can fit right in there. They want to DA whatever the thing whatever they want to do, this is where he fits. Or he could fit best, I would think, to compete against said like teams. For me, I would love to see the Orioles just I, I just always I, I have no rhyme or reason why like I, I've always been a Dodgers fan. Um from way back when, mm-hmm. um, I've had favorite players, the Big Red Machine. Like I, you know, I, I met Johnny Bench, so I, I kind of, you know, was fascinated by the Big Red Machine, so on and so forth. But something about the Orioles when they make their run, like I just think it is, it's because you don't hear about you don't you didn't hear about it until the, that early, uh, you know, back then '79 when they played the Pirates, and then as you mentioned '83, right, the Cal Ripken days, Jim Palmer. Um, there's just something about the Orioles that and Baltimore that I think it would be fun to see 
them land, I'd to see the Orioles land Shohei Otani for the final run. Damon, did you see someone on this list that you'd like to see go and get Otani? I wasn't even thinking about this because I am becoming a bit of a Marlins fan. If he went to Miami, that would be the move. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy, Luis Arez, who's hitting almost 400. Jazz Chisholm, one of my favorite players. Sandy's going to get it together a little bit soon. I'm, Sandy. Yeah. I like it. First name basis. <laughs> yeah. That is an amazing story that uh, two of the leading ERA guys from a year ago, Alcantara, uh-huh. and my God, Manoa, big fella in Toronto, he finally came back up mm. and threw a gem on Friday. I don't know what has happened with him, but it would be amazing, as you called him, Sandy. Yeah. Because I think he's heading in that direction. How cool. And they're not going to say this. But how cool would it be if the Marlins ownership is like, listen, we're sorry for Jeffrey Loria and we're sorry for David Sampson. They screwed you guys over. We lied through our teeth to get this money for the stadium. We owe you. So we're going to try to get a World Series and we're going to go get Otani. I think the Rangers would be an awesome story because the Rangers, I think, if he spent a couple of months there, they have the money. They may be able to get a little early recruiting pitch to him and keep him. But they're, they're, that's one of the greatest hitting teams we've seen in the last 25 years. That would be cool. I don't think the Reds owners will do it. They're going to stick to their plan. And I also wouldn't – like when people hear this, because generally the response is, like, what are you going to trade Ellie De La Cruz? I didn't say that. I didn't say trade your number one prospect. I said put together a package with other prospects and see on the rent-a-player market what people are going to give up. At least try. Compete. The team I would really like to see get them, just spend the money. You know you're getting it from rev sharing. It's a it's a paltry amount, you know, left on his contract. It's not paltry, but you get my point. Why shouldn't Tampa do it? They're arguably the best team in baseball. Push it across the finish line. Let's go. This 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 is what I wish for, and I've been doing this for like 25 years. This is what I wish for for baseball fans that in. Every market that is competitive in the first half of the season and has a chance to get into the playoffs, they act aggressively. Try to win a World Series. It doesn't always have to be about we're building, we're building, we're building, we're building. Go get great players. Give your fans something. The fans have been showing up in some of these cities just watching developmental crap. And I don't mean the players, the philosophy. Like, let's go, man. I could see Tampa. Uh, I don't think Texas, because like you said, right now, short-term rental, and then they could at least sell him. I don't know if the Angels want to do it. They're not competing right now, obviously, but down the road, do they want to send him to a rival for if they become competitive and send him to someone in the division? Um, I I like the AL East. I do like DeMond's argument for for the Marlins uh, to send him to South Beach, but um, I just think it, it would be fascinating in the American League East with the team other than the Yankees. It's Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, rolling on this Monday. DeMond's here, Finley Toyota Studios, Cofield. Willie is here as well. So there you go, a little baseball talk. We'll get you uh, over to the Home Run Derby here in about 25 minutes. You know, we joke all the time there is no slow time of year now in Vegas for sports. There's always something going on. There's always an assignment Willie can be writing about. And I don't think this means what people are going to suggest. But I saw in the Sporting Tribune that you guys tweeted out the news that the L.A. Times sports section 
is getting rid of box score standings, game story, game stories, TV listings, no daily sports calendar. Uh, the change was made to accommodate a new 3 p.m. deadline. And that has something to do with their printing press. I mean, you're a guy of the written word. You work for traditional newspapers. Does this mean anything? Is this a surprise? Well, it's for, you know, the very first thing I thought of when I saw, um, I'm assuming our founder, Arash Markazi, tweeted that out from the Sporting Tribune um, account. Myself and another person, our start with our first big job was at the RJ, and we were dubbed agate editors. They went from ATEX machines to Apple. Now, I had already been using Apple pagination programs over at the Las Vegas Sentinel Voice, so I was familiar with it. They said, you got one month to learn how to paginate. I did it in three days. Sean did it in one week. And we were paginating agate, which is the box scores, Mm -hmm. the scoreboard. Um, So my first thought was, who's losing their job over this? What happened to agate editors and the importance of them? Also, the other thing I thought of was how important those were. I remember the impact that we were given by the managing editor of the paper. Hey, these have to be perfect. We have to do it. Why? Fantasy betters. Yeah. They want to see those. Yep. So it, it impacts from inside and out, inside the newsroom and out. Um, but if you have a 3 p.m. deadline, there's nothing you can do. What, no. what are you going to do? I mean, the reality is, does anyone under 60 wait the entire overnight to look at a box score? You can find them anywhere. Right. You can find it on your phone. I mean, it's digital. You download, so, you download. Uh, you know, I, there's one app in particular that I can follow along box scores as the game's happening. Do you have one for the WNBA? I just ha- I have, you, well, can, I have the WNBA can, can, app, but I use one particular app always for all the scores. And what I, is it? Score. Okay. I like the score. I use, uh, I use CBS Sports as my box score. You know, that's where, where I check. And they will not put up the box scores for the WNBA games, ever. It's not up there even the next day. Really? Yeah. Scores maybe, up. Maybe because they don't have any kind of contract with them? I don't know. But I got to find something. That's a clown. I use score because – and then you can you can tell which, you can tell score you which leagues it. you want right, right. on your – so I have them, you know, and then I change the priority as the seasons change over. Uh, New York Times today also announced, or at least the news came out, that the New York Times will have no more sports department gone completely. Well – Athletic is going to replace – what they do. Because they bought them. So, so, so there you go. So the guy who runs, or I don't know if he still runs it, the guy from The Athletic who initially came out and said, we will put every local newspaper out of business with its partnership with The New York Times is not putting The Times out of business, but it just got everyone fired at The New York Times and the sports department. So well, you congrats, see how congrats th- bro. You see how thin these sections are getting. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the Review Journal, you know, used it's to be going to be digital. Mostly going to be digital. But – the, old, the 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 big you, you see it like Adam Hills is you know arguably the hardest working written journalist in this damn town because of all the responsibility he puts on those special sections that are put out if it's a football one right let's just say with the Raiders and the start of the season like Vinny B is going to be the lead writer or hockey is going to be Ben but Adam is doing all those other stories that you see those big thick special sections are what sells papers now. Other than that, the, the, the thickness of those papers are, have gone down to nothing. I mean, I went over to, uh, to my mom's house not too long ago, and I picked up a paper. I said, where's the rest of it? She said, that's it. Huh. I mean, you, you open it up, and it wasn't even, there wasn't an inside. It was huh. just four pages on the broadsheet. 
nothing else. I mean, at some point they rip the scab off and they're telling folks who are married to newspapers, and I don't want to see them all go down or sports sections go down, um, you know, in the printed form, but that's where it's going. Right. Right? And I, I, I'm saying, I'm not trying to be ageist, but I feel like a lot of older people are still married to papers and they Absolutely. like to, you know, the morning coffee and open the paper. You got to open your phone, get a tablet. You got you to gotta read it on the tablet. It's just not cost effective to print it anymore. The guy that I went hiking with today, he's, he's, he's the beat writer, the Gonzaga beat writer, right, from Spokane, Spokesman Review. And I told him, I was like, dude, as a regular stringer, like your regular guy in Vegas, when you're not down here, you guys give me, I would really love to be able to log in and read some of the content. He goes, I'll get you the login for, for the staff, the, the news one, so on and so forth. I was like, and plus, when you do these special, like I did something on Lexi Hull from the Indiana Fever because she's from that area, doing something on Corny Vander, Sloot. They do these incredible front page features, and they still put out a paper. But he was telling me, you know what his dad, he says, my dad, he doesn't read the online edition. He actually clicks the e-edition, which is basically it pulls up the paper as it looks because he wants to read the paper from front to back. But he just reads it online. But he wants to see the paper itself. Because they a lot of papers do that. They put the e-edition, which is just the digital, instead of clicking links. Randy Arozarena has eliminated uh, Adalas Garcia 24-17 in the first round of the Home Run Derby. Uh, Derby is live here. We're joining it in progress. But live here on ESPN Las Vegas in about 19 minutes. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Damon is here. It's Cofield, Willie. Tomorrow we're at the NBA Summer League. Get some uh, basketball dignitaries on. I think we'll get Kevin Kruger on tomorrow. That's a good one, right? So, uh, Speaking with UNLV about getting Coach Kruger on, a lot to talk about, the schedule, and you know can really get into uh, DJ Thomas and the team he's put together. So we'll have that for you over at the Thomas and Mac. What'd you do yesterday, Willie? I didn't get to check in with you. Were you working? You chill? What'd you do? After the affirmation, what'd you do? What, what was yesterday? Sunday? Sunday. <laughs> I went Sounds like you did something. To, uh, I think I, I, I worked out early, and then I went to brunch with my mother, stepfather, and son. Oh, nice. And then um, I hung out with Kahlua. Okay. That sounds like a good I day. Watched, to watch WNBA. He, he actually sat and watched WNBA with me. I, uh, I went to a birthday party, an adult birthday party. I, the, the young lady uh, who hosted the party. What is adult? The idol? Her and her husband... <laughs> Uh, I don't know how old she is, so I'm going to say she's like 42, right? So we go over. They've got a pool. Um, a lot of couples, right? So the guys get in the pool, and it's amazing. You could be 40s and in your 50s, you know, mid-30s, and you still act like animals because people are competitive, right? So at one point I look over, and, like, all the women are pushed into a corner because we're bombing jumpers on a pool basket, you know, from 30 feet away, and the ball's bouncing all over the place. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Maybe we should just stop playing. We don't. We keep playing. So we're playing horse, right? We're playing horse. Um, be as creative as you want, right? Well, this pool has a kind of an upper level. It's got a raised hot tub, right? Okay, yeah. uh-huh. So it's got an area you can jump off. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hit the wall. This is the first time. No, I didn't really hit the wall. I hit the mental wall okay. because I didn't want to hit the wall, right? So we start playing, and listen, at at pool horse, 
I'm pretty effective, right? So I got a decent jumper. Everyone knows it. So if I start taking long jumpers, I'm going to make them and I'm going to eliminate everybody. So a couple of younger guys had me scouted and they're like, okay, now we're going to start doing athletic stuff and dunking. So they started to jump off the upper level and I was like, I, I kind of sized up the mission at hand and also my age and that I want to work. And I also don't want to be in a hospital for a stupid injury. And I like, I checked out mentally. So there were a couple so times, there were a couple times there were like running dunks. So you took the L. I took the L, but the bad part, it was embarrassing because I was going up to the edge of the pool and, you know, on these long raised jumps into the air trying to finish. And I started doing like weird baby steps and I'm like, I don't do this, but I was so afraid of like running up and going, Oh, you know, my foot goes out. And then all of a sudden I come in here today and it's like, yeah, I tore my Achilles yesterday. Willie, what do you think of that? What were you doing? I was uh, trying to dunk in a pool horse game. You're an idiot, right? I would get mocked on hard. It was, it was bad. It was bad. I lost it mentally. I wound up losing. Um, and then the crazy part was these guys were so aggressive to win that there were some long dunks. They basically uh, they took down the rim. They broke the guy's rim. You said that, oh, you didn't want to get mocked if you were to injure yourself? Too late. You're getting mocked already because how good are you at pool basketball that you're getting scouted? You come into a, you come into a pool party. Oh, that's Cofield. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> hey, saying. That's I should have. I should have restated that. The competition may not be a jump shooting group. They they were doing more dunks. Basically, it was like you know what I'm liking it to is like. Do you ever play at the YMCA back in the day? Like as a 20 year old, I'd be out at the YMCA and I'd you know oh, I'm pretty good. You know, pretty good basketball player. And then some you know, not even old. You know, some 39 year old or old right. Uh, is out there, and then you start watching, and you're like, okay, he actually played a higher level of basketball, and it's still good. But they have that, we call it, they have like the y, the game at the Y. It's crafty, but they beat the piss out of you. So I'm kind of like that. I'm the Y guy now. And when they started dunking and doing it from heights, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hurting myself to win this. So it was like the first time I was like, you know what, I don't have to win. It's kind of like the day that Demar <laughs> and I went to the gym and lifted together. It was like, yeah. Was that a wake up call? Is he's throwing a plate after I mean, plate? I'm sure he lives, no, sure no, he lives no, with no. his son, too. I mean, it wasn't you know. a wake-up call yeah. because I've worked out with my son. It was right. just like – But you it, know, right? Like, well, the, just, the, there's limits. There is. And, and the, the, other, pro, the other problem is is that it, it slows DeMond down. It slows the younger guys down because you yeah. got, okay, we got to pull a plate off yep. for you to do your set. So you kind of think you, – you, you sort of start second-guessing yourself. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing. So uh, I suffer a tough loss. The basket is ripped apart. I don't know why they did that. Uh, I hope everyone's going to pay for a new basket for the guy. Because I know at my house, if someone tore down my basket, I'd be really pissed off. Like, it's one of my – I don't – it's one of my cherished possessions. I love Because you're my, practicing day and night, it sounds I, like. I love it. I love It's like it's the only workout I get. You know? um, the crazy thing is I lose, and then everyone throws me into a bush, and they just start humping me. Right? It was, they were just – they are like, loser – uh, 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 uh. Okay. Willie's looking at me like, what? Northwestern? Uh, okay. 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 That was a segue. That didn't happen because we're adults. <laughs> no one humped me because I lost a game of pool horse. At Northwestern, they were doing this often yeah. with the football program. That was part of their hazing. Hey, you F up during practice. Freshman, we're going into a locked room Dark. with... Dimmed lights, and 8 to 12 of us are going to dry hump you. What? How many times, and I'll say we, but do I have to do rants on the air about old school, stupid, immature, damaging football culture? 
what? Why are we still doing this? And if people out there are like, oh, you didn't play football, you don't understand. No, Pat Fitzgerald, and by the way, the players who lied for him and said the folks who were saying it happened, oh, no, they're lying. Those protectors of Pat Fitzgerald, shame on all of you, and you need to grow up, and Pat Fitzgerald needs to grow up because he approved it. You don't need to be motivated that way. No. Athletes don't need to be motivated by fear and intimidation. It is childish. And it really is. It's a window into some really big weaknesses by people who get off thinking they're motivating a young player by hazing them, by humping them. What are we doing? It's Can we just eradicate this nonsense? You're, I mean, I'll, I'll roll in all guys. We're just going to talk about guy sports. Uh, you're embarrassing all of us because we, we all don't act that way. And I got to tell you, as maybe, maybe it was my upbringing and I'll give my parents credit and I was around good friends. I I never thought of doing that stuff. Right. I mean, you were you're in you're in like you're around one of the more you know masculine testosterone. I mean, you know, Demond's gigantic. He's a pro wrestler. I mean, you're around that. That's like testosterone filled. I mean, and I'm sure there's stuff that happens. I didn't. Why would you? I, I, I don't even know why you'd want to be around that. And I didn't get. That's to, enriching. Yeah, I didn't get to play sports when I was a kid. But raising Jordan, the punishment. At Taekwondo, the, the, anytime there was something, and then when I would do, when I would was coaching kids, whatever it was he was playing, I was the coach. Parents used to say he effed up in school, or he did, or he's not listening, or this, or he can't. Don't you're basically you're you're disciplining the whole team now. You're hurting the team because he's part of a team. Bring them to me, and what would I make them do? Run, push ups. If you're going to do something disciplinary-wise for, for making a mistake, and if you want to call it hazing, whatever your base, even, even in college athletics, whatever the sport is, male or female, punish them with exercise, uh, uh, like something you don't want to do. Sit, we used to make, I used to make Jordan sit on the wall. You guys all know what sitting on the wall mm-hmm. is yeah. for a minute. They don't want to experience that, but at the same time, what are they doing? Well, they might be getting a little stronger. They might be, right. say, hey. Step on the logo in, inside the Raiders locker room. No matter who you are, you're doing push-ups. Make someone do push-ups. Make something do, you know, make them go do, I don't know, 100 sets of, or just like in Coach Carter, right? Suicides, push-ups. But you're There's right. The, the, the mindset you don't, you don't of it. where you come up with that for punishment yep. is atrocious. And I don't want to hear about your coach did it to you. Well, then your coach was a creep and a loser. And if that's the way they motivated, shame on them. And you can give me all the positives, and you can sit here because we've done this many times. And, you know, well, you're soft. Okay. Okay. Right? Your parents are soft. Okay. Sure. Can you imagine being a parent of a kid who got violated after Pat Fitzgerald recruited your kid, recruited you guys, told them the kid was going to be taken care of, and you're letting other players do that to him? Pat Fitzgerald's a pretty big guy. I don't know, bro. I'd I'd be watching over your shoulder. Because I, I I didn't have kids, but I know I'd I'd be thinking of something. I might not show up at your house right now, but I might at some point. And if I sound crazy, there are people out there. I mean, who are very protective of their kids, and they should be. That's horrendous. And now he's been fired. He he blew he blew a job where he's probably making four or five million dollars or more at his alma mater, where he is revered. I don't get these guys. Not only that, but let's think about the when you go visit someone in their living room. Those parents. And you bring up Northwestern, doesn't sound attractive.
Did You Miss a Show? Listen to podcasts from all your favorite ESPN Las Vegas shows at LVSportsNetwork.com. KWWN Las Vegas and KLAV Las Vegas. This is...